are y'all today? Good, good. Um, two weeks ago, I didn't hear what that was. It was probably funny. Um, you know, t- two weeks ago, uh, I was with my family in Florida, and so my mom wanted to take our family um, for a little vacation. And so my sister, who's older than me, my brother-in-law, my two nephews who are 11 and 14, and then my wife and our, our kids got to go to the beach. And one of the things, I, I love being with my, my family, I love being with my brother-in-law especially, he's a, a big fisherman. And so he has this connection down in Florida, this deep sea fishing connection. He's like, hey, do you wanna go deep sea fishing while we're down there? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds fun. Have any of you guys ever been deep sea fishing? Raise, raise them high if you've been. Yeah, so quite a few of you guys, a lot of you know this kind of experience. And so, you know, he, it's this, this 10 hour adventure that we're about to be a part of. So we get up at 4.30, Sarah's like, I'm never doing that. And uh, so we get up at 4.30 a.m. And we, and we go to this dock and you know the sun's not even up yet. And we're, and we're sitting there or, and, and the captain and the first mate are waiting for us. And so the captain's job is to drive this 48 foot boat and, and the first mate's there to, to make sure we catch fish. And so we get on this boat and he's like, hey, you know, a couple of rules. The first rule, do not throw up on my boat. Like that was the very first thing he said, throw up overboard, throw up in the bathroom, do not throw up in the cabin of my boat. You know, and I don't remember the other two rules, but we broke the first rule, which I'm gonna tell you about. And so you, you drive two and a half hours, you know, out into the middle of the, the ocean and you can't see anything. You can't see any land. You can't see any, you know, it's a great, you know, place to kind of go and die. And uh, so you, you, no one to see you, no one to help. And, and so you're out there in the middle of the ocean. And so we're driving as fast as this boat can go, but there was a storm this day. And so, you know, the boat is just rocking if you've ever been on a boat. And so for two and a half hours of doing this, and my youngest nephew, his name's Copeland, he's 11. He gets that look on his face, like whatever's in here is about to come out of here. And, and so he, he gets up and he's like, I'm sick. And he runs to the bathroom and, you know, he, he throws up and and my older nephew, Caden, you know, typical older brother, he starts making fun of his younger brother. He's like, I can't believe you got sick. It's so, you know, you're so ridiculous. And, and my brother-in-law and I, Chris, are just looking at each other like, oh, it's coming. Like the Lord is about to punish him for his pride. And it happened. 10 minutes later, my nephew, my oldest nephew, he gets sick. And so he goes to the bathroom and he's throwing up. And my brother-in-law trying to help, you know, keep him from breaking the first rule. So he's going to help. And he throws up on my brother-in-law. And, and so, you know, my brother-in-law's doing this duty and, you know, he gets thrown up on and he's not very happy about it. And so we get it all cleaned up and my brother-in-law's sitting kind of in the cabin and, and he, he throws up on his shirt sleeve and every once in a while he'll turn his head and he'll just catch a whiff of it. And he's like, I can't handle it. And so he gets sick. And so, you know, this is, this is what you imagine, family vacation, right? Like good family bonding time, everyone throwing up and somehow just the grace of the Lord Jesus was on me to keep me from getting sick. And so, you know, we, we get out there and the boat finally stops and we're like, hallelujah. And, and, and so we get out and, and the first mate calls us to the back of the boat and, and he gives us these rod and reels and he puts a fish on it and, and he hands it to me. He's like, do you know what you're doing? And I'm like, no, I do not know what I'm doing. And, and he said, okay, I'll explain everything you need to know. He's like, just take the rod. He said, let it go down, count 25 seconds. When you hear 25, flip it into gear and just start winding up, you're gonna catch some fish. And I'm like, it's that easy? He's like, yeah, that's all you gotta do. And, and so sure enough, we, we go out there and, and we, we throw out these lines or whatever you do. I'm not a fisherman. And, and the, it goes down and my nephew, Caden, he, he catches the first fish and he's just letting us all know, you know, I got the first one and I'm gonna go home and tell everyone I got the first fish. And he's just kind of rubbing in our faces. And, and I'm seeing that and I'm seeing him celebrate and I'm, I'm excited for him because I'm like, we're gonna get to eat those fish, which I'm excited about. But the reality is I didn't just go out there that day to watch other people catch fish. 
right? Like I, I didn't endure all this just to stand around and, and watch other people have the joy of like fighting that fish and pulling it in and, and having the joy of holding it up. I went out there, why? Because I wanted to catch fish, right? And, 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 and I was thinking about, man, how do we end this study of the book of Acts? So if you've ever read the book of Acts before, maybe this is your first time in church in a long time, the, the book of Acts is the is a story of the, the starting and the spreading of Christianity, how this, this movement that started 2,000 years ago, it's a look at, at how it began and, and what happened to get it where it is today. And so we've been looking at all these different people, these men and women, how they encountered the grace of Jesus and how Christ just changed their life. We looked at all these different people through which the, the message of Jesus, the, 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 the power of Jesus flowed. And, and, and we kind of come to this place. And if you'll imagine, it's like we're standing on the back of the boat and, and, and the Lord has handed us a rod and reel and he's going, hey, do, do you want to catch fish? Or do you just want to stand in the back of the boat and watch everyone else do it? You know, we've been trained as Christians, especially in America, to be really comfortable reading about people who catch fish. And I even felt that this week. I'm going, man, it, it would be so much easier just to come into this place and just have a, you know, a 30, 35, 40 minute teaching, you know, on what it looks like to, to go out and to, and to share Jesus, just like we're reading about in Acts. So much easier to do that. But the Lord was going that's not what I have for you. Listen to the way that, that the book of Acts ends. This is the very last two verses, Acts chapter 28. It's on page 781 if you wanna look real quick with me. This is what it says. It says, for two whole years, Paul stayed in his own rented house and he welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and he taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. And we read this and we're going, but what happened to Paul? And what happened next, right? And it, it leaves us with this, this cliffhanger. And I think he does it on purpose because he knows that, that our tendency is to just stay and to keep reading, to be, it's comfortable to keep learning. And the whole point of following Jesus is that we would, is that we would be people that don't, that we're not just content watching other people and hearing about what other people are doing, but that we would step into this life ourselves. And so here in just a minute, um, we're gonna be done with our time together here. And you're like, this is the greatest church ever. Like I love a 50-minute church service, right? And, 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 and while we're gonna be done with our time together, we're gonna do something a little bit different today. Um, we're gonna be sent out from this place to share and to show the love of Jesus that you and I were not made to just be spectators when it comes to following Jesus. We were not made to stand in the back of the boat and to cheer on other people as they go after people who don't know Jesus, that we were made to catch fish, that we were made to be people through which the grace and the love and the kindness of Jesus flows so that people can encounter our God. Why? Why would we do this? You're like, what are you even talking about? I'm gonna explain that in just a minute. But I want to say this, um, our God did not stay in a passive posture when it came to us. When we wanted nothing to do with God, God wasn't just sitting up in heaven and going, hey, figure it out. 
Get your life together. And then when you decide that you want me, then you can do a bunch of things. You can just prove your morality, that you can, you can do enough good things to get back in good favor with me. No, when you and I wanted nothing to do with God, when we had hardened our heart, when we looked at God and we said, we, we see your ways and we want our ways. We see your glory, we want our glory. We see the things that, that you want from us and instead we wanna live the life that we want. And yet all of us, if you're a follower of Jesus, you had a moment where you realized I wasn't right. You tried the ways of the world, you tried the things of, that, that, that this, this world has to offer and you realize it doesn't satisfy, that it's not what you want. And so you said, man, I want God. And at that moment, you didn't have to, you didn't have to fight, you didn't have to call, you didn't have to beg God. Do you know why at an instant you could come back to God? Only because of Christ. Because when you and I wanted nothing to do with Christ, when we were passive towards God, God wasn't passive towards us, that he left the comfort of heaven and he came to this earth and he died on a cross and he rose from the grave and he's sitting in heaven and every single day he is calling to you by name, come home, come alive, come home and come alive. And this morning, my, Merit, my daughter Merritt does not like this message. God didn't stand far off from us. God was not passive. He pursued us. And so today, we're not gonna be passive in pursuit of other people. That we live in a world where things like shootings in Dayton and Ohio and shootings in El Paso, Texas, they're just everywhere. And, and we can become desensitized to this, right? And I'm going, the world needs Jesus. And too many Christians, we're just comfortable sitting here managing our own morality, making sure we're good with God when a world is in need of a savior. And so today we're gonna do something about it. So here in just a minute, we're gonna have three different opportunities, three different options for you as a way to leave this place, to show and to share the goodness of Jesus to a world that needs it. First option, back in where we typically have our kids space, back in that big room through that big garage door, what we're gonna have is we're gonna be putting together care packages for those who are experiencing homeless right now. Yay! Eli's excited. Eli, I love your enthusiasm. Like, how incredible was that? That, that this brother cares about the homeless and, and, and the thought of us doing something. And I go, man, so often in places like this, when I hear something like that, I'm like, oh man. And I'm going, that's the joy of following Jesus that we all needed to see this morning. We did this a couple months ago. Catherine Claire, one of our family members, was touched by this, was moved by it. And she said, hey, can we do this again? And so this morning, what we're going to do is we're gonna be putting together homeless or care packages for those who are experiencing homeless. And here's what I wanna do. Uh, I don't wanna invite you just to, to put them in the back of your car and when you, when you pass somebody, you know, hand it out the window. I, I, you can do that. I don't know how many care packages we're gonna have today. But what I wanna invite you to do is to take it a step further. I want you to go find someone today who's experiencing homelessness. And I want you to park your car somewhere and I want you to get out and I want you to talk to them. I want you to take them to lunch. I want you to have a conversation and, and to see that this is a real human being. There's so much more than, than just someone who's experiencing homelessness. In the same way that, that when you went to college and you met people and you got to know them, and you got to know what, 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 what brought them alive and the things that they love, you're gonna get to do that today with another human being that so often we just zip right past. And so one option today, we're gonna invite you to, to put together care packages for those who are experiencing homelessness and to go and meet someone today. The second option for today, second opportunity, 
I want you to think about, is there someone in your life right now? Maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's someone at the gym or that's a part of the book club that you're in or that's someone that does yoga with you. Is there someone in your life that, that doesn't know Jesus? And maybe you keep thinking about them and you're going, man, I'm looking for a way to, to share Jesus and to, to show them the goodness of Jesus. And so what, if this is you, over at these tables to my right, we have these, I don't have it with me, I forgot it. There are these guides called Love Your Neighbor Guides. Yeah, thanks AT. And, and these guides are full of ways and ideas that will unleash you to, to step into to, to living out your faith. And so today, if, if, if you go, man, I want to, to, to go deeper with someone. There's someone in my life that I want to know Jesus. Nana is gonna walk whoever wants to through this. And what it's gonna look like is today if, that, that, that you're gonna form a plan. Hey, this week, I'm gonna take one idea from this book and I'm gonna put it to work. And so tonight might be the time that you get to execute that plan or it might be, hey, I'm gonna read through this and, and I've already got a full day today. I don't have time to do it today. But on Friday night, I'm going to invite a neighbor over for dinner. Or on Thursday morning, I'm going to have a conversation with that guy who gets beside me on the treadmill every Thursday morning and I'm gonna have a conversation with him. And so some of you, you're gonna to put together care packages. Some of you are going to plan to create a space this week in, in your week to have encounter with, with, with people who don't know Jesus. And the, the third group is, is we're gonna gather kind of back to my left. There's a, a room called William Collier's. And what we're going to do is, is we're gonna pray. And then literally we're gonna leave this place and we're gonna go look for some people. So just like Peter in Acts chapter 10, in his prayer time, the Lord put it on his heart. I want you to go to Cornelius. Cornelius and his family became followers of Jesus because Peter was willing to go. Or you see this in Paul in Acts chapter 16 where he had this vision of Macedonia. He was being called to Macedonia. And so he went. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna pray. We're literally just gonna ask God, God, where do you want us to go right now? Where can we go right this moment? Just like our, our, our captain in the fishing boat, right? Like I had no idea what I was doing. He knew where the fish was. Our job was simply to put ourselves in a place to, to go where the fish was. And God wants this more than anything. For his people to not be passive, but for his people to go. And so some of you are going, man, but how, how is this gonna work? God's gonna reveal it through his spirit. If you're willing to pray, God, where do you want us to go? God's gonna speak. He's gonna put a place. He's gonna put a, 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 an opportunity for you to, to go and to live into. And so this morning, we have three different options. Care packages, plan, we're praying and going. A couple more things and then we're gonna be done. Don't be worried about the results today, okay? You might not have a breakthrough conversation with someone. You might go and try to have a conversation with someone who's experiencing homelessness and, and nothing happens. Or you might try to arrange something with, with someone this week to, to have an encounter with the Lord and it might fall through. It might not go how you plan. Don't be worried about the results. God sees this. God's using it. God is always working. Second thing I wanna invite you to do is, is to, before you leave today, find one other person in this room that you're gonna be accountable to, right? And so the easy thing is gonna be for us to just kind of slide out the door and do nothing, right? And, and this culture, this city doesn't need just a bunch of comfortable Christians that can take these way out. This city needs some people who are serious about pursuing people the same way that Christ pursued us. And so I wanna invite you tonight, call someone in this room and tell them either what you did today, who you met, 
or what you're gonna do this week. And I can't manage that. I'm not gonna call all of you. I'm only gonna call half of you to make sure you did it. No, but, but I'm gonna just ask that, that you would be accountable. And the third thing is this. Some of you don't feel worthy to do this because of the summer you had, because of the weekend you had, because of the year that you've had, you're going, I don't even have my own stuff figured out. How am I supposed to go and to share and to show Jesus? And here's the deal. So often, you, you need to know that because of Christ, you're forgiven, right? That you might not be like locked in with God the same way that you want, but there's something that happens when you turn your eyes towards other people. When you start thinking about other people's hurts, other people's pains, other people's problems, that God just tends to elevate the hope and the joy in your life. And so this morning, you don't feel worthy. Understand the grace that you got there because of Christ, not because of your own effort. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna pray for us. Then we're gonna break up into three different groups. Care packages, planning for this week, praying and going. So let's pray and then pick a group. God, thank you for this morning, for this opportunity. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with joy and with hope. Help us to remember that we are the light of the world, that we carry you in us. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.